making some calls to strangers. Come on, come on, you can say what you want, and they'll never know if you're deranged. Oh, what? But it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't really matter. Cause we'll all be doubled over with laughter at the expense of others. Maybe even your mother won't you join the Crank Yeggers tonight. Crank Yeggers! Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red-letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Got my mojo wiggin'. Got my mojo Got my mojo Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Feel. My name is Chris. With me, as always, is Parker. We have the other Alex on, and we have to correct a misnomer from last week. I am not a Jason Statham expert. I'm not even a true Jason Statham fan, because before today, I had never seen Fucking the Crank fraud. movies. <laughs> uh, and th this is a learning experience uh, for me and no one else, but uh, I think that I can safely say that I am a better man for having watched both Crank movies. Alex and Parker, your thoughts? Takes a big man to admit when he's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, honestly, I'm just I'm glad that you got your comeuppance, and we we showed we showed you what's yours by making you watch two extremely good movies. Gamergate was right. The gamers have risen again. Uh, before we get into Crank, Parker, you warned me about it. I am girding my loins as we speak. Let me hear the news. You know, I feel like you've had it easy for a while. So I want to put life into perspective for you. Now, you've seen the trailer for Venom, correct? I, I've seen one of them. I, I don't know how many there have been, but I saw one in theaters, and I think it is the Venom trailer, so yes. How would you rate your enjoyment of said trailer? Zero out of ten. Okay, good. So, you might not be aware of this, but Sony is trying to put together their own Spider-Man cinematic universe uh, mm, without Spider-Man. Uh, what? Because uh, Marvel is using Spider-Man. So they're putting together a series of movies of Spider-Man characters, uh, but not Spider-Man. Uh, Let's dig in. Parker, are they allowed buddy. to do this legally? Yes. <laughs> oh, buddy. They're allowed to do whatever the fuck they want. So we're starting with Venom, right? Yeah. I mean, you can go in a million different directions with this to set it apart, make it different or interesting. Yeah. Make it like a hard R, make it super violent. I remember him from the cartoons. Yeah, he was cool. What if I told you they made it PG-13 with the explicit reason that maybe, possibly, someday in the future, Marvel would include it in the MCU? <laughs> oh, what I, if they're nice starting this whole universe of movies on the assumption of, 
Well, maybe they'll use us in the future. <laughs> maybe, maybe Big Dad will take us in and make us part of his series of movies. I, I don't believe you. You, you can't possibly be telling the truth. So everything's going great. The movie looks good, not like a pile of garbage. You could totally understand what Tom Hardy is saying. <laughs> Let's go into some other movies we have coming. So we have all your favorites coming. We have Morbius the Living Vampire, Craven the Hunter, and this is my personal favorite, Silver and Black, a movie about Silver Sable and Black Cat. But here's the thing, Chris. That movie has been canceled. Do you want to know why? why? Guess why. why? Guess why. Uh, Do it. Because it doesn't have Spider-Man in it? Because it's two movies now. <laughs> no. You stupid <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Why not? They're printing money with the zero movies they made. <laughs> It worked so well in Amazing Spider-Man 2, where they had to give Spider-Man back afterwards. Why would this fail? Wait, so these are all in the Spider-Man universe that doesn't exist These yet? are all Spider-Man characters, but they can't use Spider-Man. Let's hold on, so hold wait, on, hold on. this, the non-Spider-Man universe? Wait, no, I, these are all in the Andrew Garfield universe, right? I mean, I in my heart and soul, absolutely. This is Parker's favorite one of the series. Andrew Garfield is canonically Spider-Man in all of these movies. But also, you never see him. <laughs> He's just hanging out off-screen, hating Mondays. Hating <laughs> Shut up. I, I love so much that two movie studios have joint custody of Spider-Man have to pass him off like divorced parents. <laughs> Alright, look. We can make the movie that makes $700 million. You can make the one with Jared Leto, probably. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I would say I bet you anything Jared Leto shows up in one of these, but also I don't think they'll make any of these. I, I don't want to see Jared Leto in another movie ever. Remember that time he was in Blade Runner 2049? Uh, how could I forget? Well, <laughs> you know what? I, I just basically ignored that part anyway. Um, so, uh, well, good, good thing, because there was another two hours and 45 minutes of movie without him. The handy part of having that movie was good. You have strategically placed piss breaks because you know he's going to talk for 15 minutes. That movie should have been three movies, but that's fine. I, I like it just like Sometimes that. your magnum opus is just a really, 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 really unnecessarily long movie. And, and that's, that's made for Chris. Speaking of Chris, I found my own news for this week. So you hear about Kevin Spacey's movie? I love that they knew exactly like like because it was in like six theaters they're like all right this theater in Minnesota one ticket was sold <laughs> oh my Who god Dan wants to see Kevin Spacey's movie <laughs> can we interview those five people can we please get Dan to, to answer for why he saw the pedophiles movie? <laughs> Can we get him on here? Do I have to call him? Please call him up in the middle of the night and ask him what he thought about Kevin Spacey's new movie. I don't have his number. I have his girlfriend's number. That's uh, even uh, better. That's 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 very on brand. Yeah. Oh, speaking of uh, Dan and Mrs. Dan, uh, they've been watching my cartoon for Cox, Starling and the Franks, and they actually really like it. So. Uh, Alright, we're crossing them off the Christmas card list. That's <laughs> Noted anime so. expert Chris Field letting us know that the show is actually cool. 
you know what? I, as the producer and the writer and the editor and the uploader and, and the, everything that goes into this, I deserve a modicum of respect. So I'm going feel, to go first for what How do you feel about your watched. brand over the last year and how it's changed? I don't hold know on, that hold I on. Hold on. I I have some news as well. Oh no. Oh dear. So you guys heard the ner- the news about Creed 2, right? What? I did not. What? I forgot it was coming out, honestly. Yeah, I, I that that they cast Justin Bieber as a secondary villain in this movie. Huh. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Huh. I want you to think about that for like 10 seconds. I don't Just think, think about think about think about the guy in the first movie that like gets the fight with him at the movie theater or concert or whatever it is. Except right. now that guy's Justin Bieber. I just made that up. I just wanted you to think about it. <laughs> Why would you do that to okay. me? Well, now I know. Why would you hurt me like that? <laughs> Jesus. I want it so bad. I want <laughs> Justin Bieber as a Philly street thug more than anything. <laughs> yeah, when I went to see the Meg, we got in as the trailer for Creed 2 was playing. I was like, oh yeah! Oh fuck, that's in like a month. How did and, that happen? And then you see the directed and written by Sylvester Stallone, and it's like, oh... Maybe not all movies need sequels. I, I, I would love Speaking to see of sequels. I would love to say I have high hopes, but here's the thing. You, I mean, you My, Michael honest. B has been in zero good movies that don't have Ryan Googler involved. So Ryan you know what? You're not incorrect. Yeah. Look, I always preferred Stanley the Manly. So my recently watched, I yeah whatever Chris is whatever Chris is ready to watch, Fantastic Four movie with Michael B. You let me know. No no no, I watched King Kong. Wait a second, versus... hang on. Chris, have you not seen that movie? Which one? <laughs> uh, I read your review. Oh oh, someone just made a whoopsie daisy. You hate to see I that. I assumed you'd seen that. <laughs> It is open ye old Google Doc here. <laughs> I hope every. I hope all of the listeners are ready for the Fantastic Four and Fantastic Four episode. I, no, I've, I've seen the one with uh, uh, who was it? Jessica Biel, Jessica Alba. It's weird that you say the who one. Who cares? Oh, I, okay. Instead of the I, two, I did not see the Silver Surfer choice. one. Okay, you got me there. Boy, dig in your own grave. And I also didn't see the night. Roger Corman version, so that's fine. Yeah. That's not nearly as entertaining. I bet there's no some 41 songs in that one. I bet they all wear it like normal <laughs> wigs. Uh, I'll just Chris. watch on this Salja Critic review. So uh, That's fine. Well. You know what? You can have the last laugh. Tell me about what you watched this week, buddy. Okay. Thank you. Tell me the journey you went on. I will do cinema. that. I watched first uh, 1962's King Kong vs. Godzilla. It was okay. And then I watched 2017's Batman and Harley Quinn. You fucking yes. asshole. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> this is what happened. Tell I, me all of it. I, it's, it's tough to say where to start with this. Do I start with the fact that I love Batman the Animated Series, or do I start about the history of animation? Maybe do I start about the act of storytelling? Do we go Not back the first to the one. dawn of time? <laughs> Let's just no. go back and talk about fucking... Batman the Animated Series is one of the greatest Just talk shows about a time. regular cool dude who desperately wants I, to fuck his cartoon creation I, more you, than he wants anything who else Who is on telling Earth. the story, Chowderheads? Okay, so Bruce Tim <laughs> here is uh, this 
he creates this great show. It's got like dark deco, so it's like they paint on these dark backgrounds. It's got this film noir sort of aspect, but it's like a really, really good adaptation of like Batman stories. And it is like the coolest thing, not just as a kid, but it holds up as an adult. I swear to God, I watched it as an adult. It's like even better as an adult. It's really, really good. It's better than the Nolan movies. It's better than like anything else that has anything to do with superheroes. Yes, better than the Avengers. And I love it to death. It's so great. And I'm like, and then I realized Paul Dini, you guys know who Paul Dini is, right? He wrote a bunch of Batman episodes in like Batman, like comics, apparently. And he kind of went weird. He said that he really liked Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad. I'm like, oh, you're on crack. And then I'm like, oh, Bruce Tim, he would never leave me astray. He'd never fuck up everything I love. So he's like, oh, I'll make a, a Harley Quinn solo movie. <sighs> Tell me. Fucking dude, man. This what was your favorite dude. part? I there is no favorite part. It's, I, it's I, I have to I have to write about this because there's so many things that go wrong. First of all, she fucks Nightwing. <laughs> I right off the bat, it's it. And the thing is, it's like this close. You can't see my fingers, but imagine this close to sexual assault. And guess what? I was having a really good time, like knowing about Batman and not having sexual assault in Batman. And I am not against. This is gonna sound weird. I, I'm not against, like, sexuality and adult themes and stuff like that in Batman, as long as it's done well. Like, we saw how poorly done it was in The Killing Joke. It's done even worse over here. Well, actually, nowhere near as bad. But still really bad. <laughs> and uh, I just had to think about, like, uh, 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 the uh, implications get, of that movie. Get that gif Where they out added of my a head. backstory of her having sex I with Batman. I really don't need Just to, to get shot about, and think molested. About think, think about, like, this. Take There's that. Some, Parker, there's an episode of Batman Beyond where uh, uh-huh. the new Batman is uh-huh. uh, talking uh-huh. with uh, Commissioner Gordon, but it's the girl uh-huh. Gordon, Bingo. Barbara Gordon, and he oh, asks gross. her, like, uh, so did you have a thing with uh, Batman? Did you have a thing with Robin? And she nods to both. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of an adult theme for, like, a show for kids. And I'm like, that's fine. You know, it's it's all done through, like, nodding. It's like, okay, so here's what's going on. It's like, they don't have to, like, show or tell us, but you still know it's out there. And that's kind of cool, you know? Leave it to the imagination. And this one, she just fucks Nightwing. And he's enjoying it way too much. And, oh, there's, oh, there's, there's a lot going on. I see her butt in it. There's a whole lot of boobs in this episode. Like, fully clothed, but still, that's I, that's not what the show's about. And Chris, I thought you watched anime now. Like, that should be what you're into, right? <laughs> I watch anime, that doesn't mean I enjoy it. And the other thing that happens... You watch 20 episodes! I don't... Look, I don't have a good explanation for the things that I do, Parker. And... They're, they're <laughs> Neither does Harley Quinn. No, she's she's crazy. She the Joker lie. fucked up her brain. Legitimately, I don't know what... Th- Oh, jeez, that is a debate. Who's worse, the Harley Quinn in this movie or the Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad? It is it is up for debate. Her voice is so much worse in this. Like, the the Harley Quinn in the original series had a really good voice. It fit the character. It, this, it's awful. It is so intolerable. And uh, there are two fart jokes back-to-back. They straight-up don't make any sense at all. She sings a song, uh, like a Blondie song. Remember Debbie Harry? Yeah, so... She sings a Blondie song. I, I do not know why. Uh, the, the movie treats you like you're an idiot. There are a couple moments where, like, uh, I think Nightwing is eating a hoagie. Why? I don't fucking know. And he's using, like, he's hand motions hungry, to dude. signal to Batman. 
It is the most obvious hand motion in the world. I do not need subtitles for this. I'm not fucking stupid. Uh, the end of the movie implies that Batman is going to murder somebody, and they both kiss Harley Quinn on the cheek at the same time. I don't know why. They imply that Swamp Thing is a god who's above interfering with anything. There's she uses Harley Quinn uses a the the puppy dog googly eyes sympathy face to win over uh, Poison Ivy. I oh. Uh, Ow, ow, oh, fuck. Chris, I, have to, I have to stop you right there. Thank you. You say, you say the subtitles make you feel stupid. <laughs> and you think it's insulting that this movie thinks you're so stupid. But the movie also knows that you're watching the Harley Quinn animated movie. So, I think they're just pandering to their audience. Oh, Which in this no case, many, is you. Many, many boys cranked one out to that movie. Alex, you have to understand something. So, going off the success of The Killing Joke... (sighs) (laughs) That movie is uh, unwatchable. No, I'm not kidding. Going off the success, that movie was successful, by some measure. Phantom of Vince in theaters. This movie, Batman and Harley Quinn, was released in theaters. Now, I want you to imagine something. Imagine saving up... You you go to work for like a month, you you save up your money, you're spending some on your girlfriend, you send some money back home. You know, mom's kind of sick, you have to take care of her. You know, the treatments, they're they're not cheap. And you send up some money, it's like, ah, 14 bucks, I can go see the specialty movie. Do I live in Latvia? And (laughs) (laughs) you save up enough potatoes, you trade them in for a movie ticket, and... uh, what do you know? There's Harley Quinn. You and got a real Pee Wee Herman situation in the theater. So I, I'm, going I'm not going to not beat off. Are you kidding me? And the, now the good news is I've you got guys are internet. fucking gay for not beating off. Like, what is, I'm, quit I'm looking straight, at my shit, man. bro. Yeah. <laughs> looking at Doctor Quinzel <laughs> farting again. <laughs> she just did it six fucking seconds ago. Batman said it smelled like justice. It's okay. called repetition, you fucking normals. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, people have talked about what's good in this movie. There's not a lot of good stuff. I will say good stuff in this movie. Kevin Conroy is back, voicing Batman, and always the best voice of Batman. I, I don't think that's open for debate. Um, people have praised the animation. Uh-huh. These people are fucking stupid. Every the single DC animated Some people movie. think cucumbers taste better pickled. The art huh? looks fine. <laughs> but the animation, like, uh, Parker, I think you posted something on uh, your review of Killing Joke that was, like, shows, like, the animation is clearly not good. And the same thing happens Correct. in uh, Batman and Harley Quinn. It's like, they, clearly they are, they're cutting frames, they're just not putting their all into it. Bruce Timm makes a cameo, and not even as a character who fucks Harley Quinn. I, I mean, you know, dude, why not go all out? You know, why, why not just, why not just, like, Mary Sue yourself, right? And just put yourself in there. Like, that, that remember that weird guy who was writing the new Powerpuff Girls and had his self yeah. character? That guy's so fucking cool. <laughs> that guy lived his dream. So, I, I, I want to talk to you. Clearly, well, maybe it's not so clear. I don't know if, if you guys have caught on. I, I don't really like this movie very much. In fact, Parker, you broke me. This movie is very easily one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. This movie actually hurt me in a way. And I'm not... This isn't like a bit or anything. I turned this movie off and I was like legit kind of depressed. I was like walking around my house like kind of numb to everything. I was like, look, I was like, I could always go for a run to feel better. But what if I lived oh, well, through the Well, runner's experience? high is not real, so I don't I, see why that would make you feel better. I was better. so 
like I, I seriously felt like low, like really, really low. It was one of the worst movie going, movie watching experiences of my life. So, thank you, Parker. Hey, no problem. And remember, an elephant never forgets. That's fine. So then I went I, to the Alamo Draft House and I watched a little movie called They Live. An actual really good movie, so that kind of picked me up a lot. That I, Rowdy Roddy Piper, God love him. I that, this fucking movie, man. It's it's so good. The way he sees that little like that robot camera thing from like Half Life Two. He goes, "Hello, little friend." I I, I love that movie. Then I saw Thrashing, nineteen eighty six. It has Josh Brolin oh, as an extreme teenage skateboarder and a young Tony Hawk and an even younger uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. No skeleton suit, uh, Alex. So sorry. It <laughs> was uh It's actually. It's actually kind of fun. It's it, the thing is, I think I set the Guinness Book for, for world records for seeing every single skateboarding movie ever made just by watching this. And now we get into the weeds. Sorry, guys. I'll make this as quick as possible. I watched my '60s movies, you know, classic, and then uh, time to take a country piss. Movies. That's it's okay. <laughs> 1963's The Servant, a British movie that's oh, basically... Oh, boy. It's, <laughs> it's a British movie. It's basically like Downton Abbey, except a lot shorter. 1963's Shot Quarter, a masterpiece. I fucking love this movie. This movie has the N-word p- printed in big letters, and I was really nervous for a second. I looked for my what? dad to like watch over my shoulder, and it turns out it was, I, I would say, tastefully done. And I, I oh <laughs> yes, that tasteful use of the N word. Ah, wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait no, wait. it's a masterpiece. No, no, no. You don't it was written in calligraphy, ah, so it's wait, actually wait, okay. wait, wait. I, I will back this. This up. was no Comic Sans ah, N word. Ah, uh, 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 oh, Dan Gilbert okay. letter. Uh, 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 I'll wait. It was said. It was written by a black man. Not racist. Oh, well, Next oh, movie, uh, Atragon. We're is, the real uh, racists. Yep. <laughs> 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 Next movie is Atragon. How was uh, his handwriting? Like, I need to know how much the director cared. It wasn't comic sense. <laughs> was, he just, was he just writing in Helvetica? Like, I, it was written on like a. It was. I can't really explain. It. You have to see. The uh, movie. I just read the script. It was in Wingdings. I put it at Times okay. New Roman. So, and there's some crazy <laughs> shit in there, dude. Yeah, it's weird you know, how it looks. Anyway, he was. I thought his. I was supposed to say airplane, airplane, building, Israel flag. <laughs> <laughs> So the next movie was Atragon, and I legitimately do not remember what it was about, but it was listed as a kaiju oh, is, that, movie, is that the so. one with the dragons? Uh, mm, I don't think so. Then I watched 1964's <laughs> Le Louis de Cherbourg, which means the Umbrellas of Cherbourg, and it's a, awesome oh, you can say. It is a French <laughs> musical that was the inspiration for La La Land. It's actually really good. Oh, oh so God. it's bad. No, it was really good. Uh, then I watched... Okay, uh, I gotta talk to you guys about Jean-Luc Godard. It's fucking dude. I of the USS Enterprise? I am, no, he did the same thing. You can't, you can't get me with that. Uh, Engage. I, I understand. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Lock phasers on that vessel, gamer. Oh my god, I want to go in the holodeck and watch that movie about the N-word. <laughs> it's not about the N-word. No, you okay. don't understand alien races of the universe. It's it very tasteful. <laughs> no, look, look, look. So, Jean-Luc Godard is a French director of the New Wave sort of thing, and he's really, like, the critically acclaimed guy. Oh, like a flock of seagulls. No. Shut the <laughs> Can I get through this? I got 15 of these, I want to get away from this conversation. <laughs> you want to run so far away from this, this conversation, dude? <laughs> okay, look. Um, 
I actually think that Jean-Luc Godard is really, really boring. And most of his movies are in black and white. And they're so talky and everything. And it's his own philosophy with stuff happening over it. And also nobody writes the N-word. Outsiders, and it's really, really boring. Then I watched Dogora, which is a Japanese kaiju movie about a giant octopus thing that eats diamonds and coal. That was really weird. Then I watched 1964's The Gospel According to St. Matthew. Now, as a practicing Catholic... Uh, um, I, uh, uh, so, um, How's that going? The news... Um, How's your regular life? I really hope St. Matthew didn't write the N-word in anything. This conversation is, get real awkward. Uh, there's the only a, document of Vatican law. There's a segment <laughs> of the, the thing that I, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty good. And, you know, I go to the Cathedral of St. Matthew in Washington, D.C. It's really nice. And Cardinal Whirl showed up and, uh, having so a regular next, old time, huh? Yeah, so next up I watched Alphaville by John Luca Dart again. I, look, it's hard <laughs> to say anything. Alphaville chats. <laughs> Is there a pit bull in this movie? <laughs> Virgin Godard. <laughs> uh, I will say this about Alphaville. It's Writes the N-word with version of Shut the fuck up. You were so about the N-word. <sighs> I'm not you cutting brought it up. You fault. can't unring that bell, Chris. It it's been a year. Done. You know this. It was like father, done. like son. This no, is going to hey. dominate the conversation. I hope not. <laughs> I got bad news for you in the editing no, I, later. I, re- I read a review about uh, Crank that had it in there. But anyway, uh, the thing about oh, Alpha Thanks for is, tweeting my I review. Think that, shut up. I think it inspired Blade Runner in some capacity, so still no points. And then I watched a 1965 movie, a kaiju movie. Keep that in mind. It's a kaiju movie called Frankenstein Conquers the World. Yes, in Japan, Frankenstein is a kaiju. I don't understand it either. Uh, at one point, they mention Godzilla, but he doesn't show up, so points lost. And then Baragon shows up, so points lost again. <laughs> Alex, what did you watch? Please don't say the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I watched a movie called The N-Word. And <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, my list is actually pretty short. I watched a movie called Blue. So, <laughs> so j- just, just to get it out of the way... Um, I'm kicking the the Slenderman can down the road for another week because okay. apparently when you have a busy life and there's a shitty movie that's showing like twice a day in theaters, it's kind of hard to get to. A busy life. Uh. Sorry, dude. I was too busy nutting to go see a movie. Yeah, yeah, dude. I was too busy making the fuck to watch this garbage horror movie nice. that I actually low-key want to see. Sorry, dude. Couldn't but, pry uh, my balls out of her. I had to go, like, date her. Uh, must be nice. however i I did not welsh on both movie bets this week i watched a movie called primal rage yes i love the arcade game dude good choice so i'm just gonna put this out there i'm kind of glad you ruined the whole bigfoot rape and a girl thing for me yeah oh i bet your girlfriend didn't react well to that well i probably killed the move when you were fucking her i I did not watch this with my girlfriend because I am a man of culture uh-huh, who sure. only shares the squash with my excessively male <laughs> friends. Well, as, long as, as long as she was taken care of in the meantime. Yeah, I mean... I don't get what you're talking about. I don't fucking like it. Listen. Uh, he's this is, this is his revenge for us making fun of him for saying the tasteful N-word usage. <laughs> so just let him have his moment in the sun. It's fine. Oh, you think I'm going to stop here. Uh, I know you're not. That's, yeah. that's the point. But <laughs> Neither are we. The reason that I'm glad you brought that up is because 
it allowed me to get past it immediately and realize that the last 10 minutes of this movie are far and away the best part and where like all of the care and all of the budget went to just like when he fucking lifts up the dude like the scene in predator <laughs> it's so good and, like they saw a good movie that's i mean hey it could be a lot worse it's so funny knowing that this was made by a guy that did makeup effects and special effects and stuff because there are like seven money shots in this movie and all of the actual movie parts just don't work at all correct no one is good all the acting is bad but there's a least a handful of superbly violent grisly squash burgers and then and then like he fights the squash at the end in like the mud and his teeth are all of a sudden like 17 shades whiter than they've been at any other point in the movie (laughs) so So they're like it's just like he's covered in mud and there's just these bright white teeth like sticking out of the mud (laughs) and it's like oh somebody knows what you want to see in this kind of action scene when he's mud wrestling the squatch and i'm just gonna spoil the ending here because nobody is ever gonna watch this movie despite it being definitely watchable so he kills the squatch you know like he tells his girlfriend to run away he fights the squatch he kills the squatch he's resting against a tree like oh man i finally did it i finally killed this menace in the woods and then you just hear and he gets hit with two arrows and he looks up and there are three more sasquatches with bows just staring at him and it's perfect and all i wanted from this movie was a sequel tease and i got it the visuals of the Sasquatches using bows and arrows is never not funny in that movie either. It's now, Parker, so I have to ask, you, you saw this movie before you recommended it to Alex, right? Correct. Now, how do you do the farting uh, special move? Do you know, like, the special input to get that move going? I'm not going to dignify this racism with a response. I won't be talked down to. In what world is the... <laughs> is Texas a race now? <laughs> Well, as long as you write Texan tastefully on a wall. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go home. Well, you see, instead of a dot on the eye, he drew a heart. It's actually okay. (laughs) Were you sitting on that? No. Now I would have blurted it out clumsily. Don't worry. (laughs) You should have done it tastefully. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm not a respected artist. Uh, uh, you, you keep laughing here. It's it's going to be your next recommended movie for both of you. Now that's fine. We can critique how well it's done. <laughs> Maybe just for Parker. <laughs> that's fine. And for our next episode, we're going to evaluate the merits of this man writing the N word in this nineteen. <laughs> Black man. Movie. It's not racist. Alex, your next. Movie. All right. Buddy. Why is that the hell? Whatever. Next movie. So I found one of the reasons that I haven't watched a ton this week in terms of quantity is I found out a whole lot of my friends have never experienced the first season of Jersey Shore. So I amended that. Oh, thank God. You're doing God's work. I, got, I gotta tell you, and I say this with no hyperbole whatsoever, you guys know how critical I am of editors on this show. Like, I will hammer the editor of movies that I love because I think there's 35 seconds that are left in a movie that don't belong there. Jersey Shore may be the best edited thing that's ever been released. The editing in this show is fucking incredible. Just when they cut... The cutting in this show, when they... (laughs) 
they they talk they have a scene where fucking Angelina is introducing herself and talking about like how classy and savvy she is, and the very next scene is her walking into the apartment with a trash bag full of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> they have a confessional scene with Snooky where she's like she's like I'm gonna leave. Nobody in this house likes me. And, like, the very next scene is her storming away from the confessional, like, making, like, as big of steps as her tiny body can make. And Polly <laughs> looks at the camera and goes, hey, what's wrong with Snickers? <laughs> it's, Pretty serious situation. <laughs> it's unbelievable how good this show is. And if you haven't seen it since it was on, or if you haven't seen it at all, like, do yourself a fucking favor. And take ten hours and just watch the first season of Jersey Shore. Look, the way I always put this to my friends who haven't seen it, and believe me, I still have them. I haven't cut them out of my life because I'm merciful. Uh, you are not too good for Jersey Shore. No one is too good for Jersey Shore. It's it. I think that's as succinctly as I can possibly put it. She it left is. the biggest show in the world because she didn't want to sell T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it's so <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I, maybe the shore is too good for her. I, I mean, yes, she is Correct. the self-proclaimed queen of Staten Island. So, God. really like, says I'll everything needs to be said. When Ronnie's getting the fight with that dude, and the camera cuts away to like a long shot, and he just comes skipping into frame, yelling, "One shot, bro! One shot!" And then he gets arrested for knocking the guy out. <laughs> it's incredible. Just the, fa- the fact that the first time that they're in the t-shirt shop situation is like the best one at selling things to the tourists because he convinces all of the women to embroider I love the situation on the underwear that they buy. <laughs> the, they, they, so ha- they have to be a collector's item, right? Like, right. Where oh, can yeah. I buy a pair of like, I love the situation girl panties? Because like, I will order them right now. He branded himself and made himself a massive celebrity by having abs and calling himself the situation. I am I'm so ready cuz what I'm going to do with this group of people who had never seen it before is we're going to finish up season 1 Jersey Shore and we're going to jump immediately to the new season. Yes. We're going to skip Smart all of the bullshit in the middle and now situation is sober and Snooky has a kid and everyone's boring and I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I only watched one other movie this week. It was a little movie from 2005 called Shark Man. Oh my god, what? Now let me tell you about Shark Man. Listen. (laughs) So the premise of this movie is that this weird scientist guy's kid gets cancer and is about to die, so he tries to save him by injecting him with shark cells. (laughs) But ultimately, he instead turns his son into the ultimate predator. (laughs) <laughs> so this is this is a man who is also a shark who is equally comfortable on both land and sea <laughs> hunting this group of scientists that his dad is really mad about and wanted to get revenge on by bringing him to this island and killing them for reasons that are unclear listen I'm not saying this movie is ghost shark but it's very close. No movie can truly be Ghost Shark. Well, no. One of the one of the executives from the too. company that gets trapped on the island is named Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> he gets his leg bitten off by the shark, and they're like trying to take care of him. Like they have like a nice little tourniquet on him. They're walking around, and then in one scene they just leave him somewhere, and he's never to be seen again. 
checks out. Hmm. The the like the the scientists like henchmen guys like they're constantly tasked with tracking down this guy's son who is also a shark, and every time <laughs> he sends one of them out, the shark just eats him. Like, every <laughs> single time. It's like oh no, they seem to have damaged the tracker on the shark. You're gonna have to lure him in with this jar of bait. So the dude's just, like, spooning bait into the ocean. And the shark man just comes out and eats him and leaves. Like, <laughs> repeatedly. It's real, real good. This is a strong recommend. And I say this not having seen the last 20 minutes because the internet cut out. So <laughs> it might get even better, and I just don't know yet. <laughs> I can't wait to find out. <laughs> I've been thinking about it all day. Because the, the internet cut out right before I had to go get dinner with my dad. And then I came home. It's like, oh, I can't watch Shark Man now. I guess I got to hold off till tomorrow. You're just sitting there picking up your food thinking like, I wonder, I wonder what the Shark Man I just, I have to know. The there's sun, one, what's there, wrong? There, there's Nothing. one scene. So, so there's, there's a fucking helicopter that the bad guy has that's like flying around the island that like is very clearly like a stationary model with CGI blades because the blades <laughs> look like a ceiling fan. It's real funny. And I'm, like, at least 50% sure the shark is going to pilot the helicopter at some point to get <laughs> oh, off damn the it. islands. You can't tease me like that. There's a scene where a jeep with this guy and his thought gets blown up. And it's supposed to be from the helicopter, but it looks like they just hit a landmine. And <laughs> it's real good. God damn it. I can't Also... This guy, he's experimented on a bunch of plants and shit, so at least two of the characters get killed by, like, giant man-eating Venus flytraps for <laughs> no sure. plot reason. Like, Why not? It's... Parker, I expect to hear back from you about Shark Man in the Absolutely. next couple weeks. Will do. <laughs> Alright, what did you watch? So I All started right. my week with the movie I know you've been waiting for, Chris, called My Friend Dahmer. Oh, uh, huh. I actually, I have that movie downloaded to my hard drive. I've only read the comic. I've never seen the movie yet. Is, is the movie any good? So it's pretty good, but here's the thing. This might not come as a surprise to anyone listening, but high school was not a fun experience for me, so I get no catharsis for movies about horribly depressing adolescent years. Oh. So, uh, yeah, like, it's well made. The lead's really good in it, but... It's not what I wanted it to be, and I don't enjoy watching someone have a miserable time in high school, because boy howdy, I remember it very well. Look, I, I'm not saying this uh, just willy-nilly here, but I really do think you should read the comic. The The comic book's really, really good. It's it's like the one comic I've read, and it's, I don't know, well, I've actually read a couple others, but this one's really good, so I'll, I'll recommend it to you later on if you ever feel like reading words. With I don't know how faithful it is to the comic, but knowing that you've read it beforehand, you might have a better frame of reference going in. Yeah, yeah maybe I'll, I'll I was hoping it. Would, I was wanting it to be something else, and it's not the movie's fault. It's just not what I wanted it to be. I, I, I have that problem all the time. I'm sure the scene where he goes home and writes Yu Yu Hakusho DVD reviews <laughs> is real, real close <laughs> nice to home. Try. You don't have to hurt me like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's already. He's already. I bear my heart and soul. <laughs> stop! Stop! He's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! If only. How, that was, come on, no, ten years ago. Let's give him a chance. <laughs> you know. People don't Sweet forget. Your so you get freezing your real name on things. All the <laughs> naivete of youth. 
<laughs> I was trying to write. I was I was trying to develop a craft, and then I guess I just won't explore it. this passion for a decade because of the utter shame. That won't have any negative effects on me as a person. Oops. So, anyways, <laughs> after that, outside two and zero. <laughs> you know we're doing Jason Statham last week and this week. You know what? Why not revisit Death Race? Oh, yes, yes. guys. Death Race fucking slaps so hard. It's so, so good. Now, good. which version of Death Race? I'm kidding. The which one? one? <laughs> the real one. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Chris. <laughs> I did not realize Paul W.S. Anderson made this. Oh. But it makes so much sense oh. afterwards. It <laughs> makes all the kinds of Kombat sense. movie afterwards. I thought about it. Yeah, I truly did. I wrote the definitive review. <laughs> Death Race is so good because it has this really dumb premise and it just locks into it a thousand percent and goes, oh no, no, we're really doing this. Like, yep. there's power-ups on the track itself that light up and then they drive over them and then they're given power-ups. Yep. It's so they're fucking good. power-ups. <laughs> it's incredible. I mean, it's not factually inaccurate. Well, that's my driving experience on the DC Beltway every day. So <laughs> Now, I've seen Death Race, let's say four times, and all four times I've gotten 20 minutes in the movie on. Oh, Tyrese is in it! That's right! Yep! That happens every single time. There are cars in a movie. We gotta have Tyrese. <laughs> and I feel like every time I watch it, I think to myself, like, would I really pay a lot of money to watch these people actually murder each other? And then yes. the dreadnought appears. And I'm like, yeah, I would pay literally anything. I to would watch give the them dreadnought. a kidney to watch the death race. <laughs> the dreadnought is the funniest goddamn thing I've ever seen. <laughs> this movie is. And I had the so moment good. where I thought, man, I wish we had more movies like this in theaters. Then I remembered I didn't go see Upgrade, so it's kind of my fault for not supporting movies like this. Yep. Uh oh. Also, how did he get his daughter back at the end of the movie? Don't worry about it. I, I thought about that for about an hour afterwards. It really bugged me. Like, <laughs> Don't worry well, about good it. Job on all these murders. Here's your kid back, I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> After that, I watched a movie that I've been meaning to watch for a very, very, very long time, which is John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. Ooh, even and I have spoilers. It's real fucking good. Oh, it's right, one of those movies where it ends, and I go, "What the fuck? What? I've had this for a year. Why didn't I watch it?" Is that the you one with Alice Cooper in it? It sure is. Oh, yep. Man. I'm going to yeah. get on that then. I, it has a very slow start. I very distinctly remember being a kid and it was on like Sci-Fi Channel at like 2 in the morning. And I stood with it for 20 minutes like, they're just talking about like pseudoscience and shit. Nothing's happening. Boy, if I just kept watching for about 10 more minutes. Because even in 2018, that 30-year-old prosthetic makeup is fucking haunting. It is... So disgusting looking. I, I, I want to watch every single Carpenter movie before we do Ghosts of Mars in October. You can skip Village of the Damned. Just yeah, put that fine. out there. Uh, he, will, he has very clearly said that was a paycheck movie. You are fine. Oh, okay. If that's the case, then yeah, I will go ahead and see. I mean, I got baited into that one by directed by John Carpenter and the title card on HBO Go being Mark Hamill holding a rifle. Oops. I mean, Mark Hamill yeah. tries in it, but it's just not. Yeah, I didn't say he's. I didn't say he was good. I well, said he tried. Chris is a <laughs> completionist, and therefore he will watch it. That's true. We'll talk I, about this later. Uh, that's, but yeah. we will cross that bridge when we get to it. Oops. 
Now you guys, the other Alex can't join us this week. Oh. You know, she's off doing things. Mm-hmm. Must be nice. Here's here's the thing about me. I don't need drugs. I need sharks. And I got cable back this week, oh, and no. it just so happened to be Sharknado week, where they were premiering a whole bunch of shark movies. Motherfuckers, let me talk to you about Nightmare Shark. So here's the thing about this title. I see the description. A group of shark attack survivors are hunted by a supernatural shark. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, add to DVR. (laughs) I didn't read the entire thing because the end of that it says, that haunts their dreams. (laughs) Fellas, this is a Nightmare on Elm Street movie with a shark. It is so good. They recreate like three or four iconic Elm Street shots but with a shark fin, including the bathtub scene. <laughs> Dead ass, oh, yes. she is in the bath, and the shark fin pops out between her legs like Freddy's glove. Oh, no. It is so good. They even do the thing where, like, Freddy comes out of the wall a bit, but, but it's a dude having sex, and it's, it's you can't tell it's a shark because... It doesn't look like anything because it's sci-fi channel, but my god, it's so, so good. After that, I watched a movie that was not good. A movie called Empire of the Sharks, starring John Savage. (laughs) Here's the only thing you need to know about this movie. So the villain's like an older dude, like some guy who used to be in real movies, but now he's not. And he's got classic old guy long hair where it goes down to your shoulders, but it's incredibly thin. And he has an earring and a trench coat, and he basically wears two power gloves that let him control sharks. The rest of the movie is terrible, but I felt it was important that I told you that. And this is called Empire of the Sharks? Because you see, it's a future Earth where 98% of the surface is underwater, so this dude just controls sharks. And just <laughs> raids different islands and takes their shit. So this is it, water world with sharks. Yes, it had okay. so much promise, but it it is ungodly boring. I love that they're making so many movies that are just like blank but with sharks, and that it's funny a you say percentage that. Percentage hit because I want to talk to you about a movie that fucking hit. Oh, yes. I've been waiting all week to talk about Santa Jaws. Oh yes. Okay, tell me the tagline. You again. guys. Look, I didn't write down the tagline, but I wrote down several quotes, including, I'll see you in Jingle Hell. (laughs) (laughs) Santa Jaws is so fucking good. Because the whole premise of the story is, so this kid who sounds... (laughs) Exactly. Can I please? I'm sorry. I just bring it. I I don't want to raid on your parade, but I just googled it because I want to find the tagline. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Trying to survive the family. It's a summary of the plot. Sorry. Trying to survive the family Christmas, Cody makes a wish to be alone, which ends up backfiring when a shark manifests and kills his entire family. (laughs) (laughs) That is a hundred percent correct because this child, who sounds exactly like Edward Furlong in Terminator 2 like dead ringer he likes to draw comic books and he drew one about Santa Jaws and he inked it with a magic pen and he made this wish so now Santa Jaws has come to life here's the important part about that because it's all magic it doesn't have to make sense so every time the shark appears it's a shark fin with a Santa hat on it coming through the water it's so good it is so 
so fucking good. All I wanted was to be alone, and I wished for a shark to kill my entire family. They refer to it as Santa Jaws at least 30 times. <laughs> Papa. Like, literally, Papa. this fucking ghost Santa Claus shark Babadooks this kid for 80 minutes. It's the funniest <laughs> fucking so this is the episode where we use Baba Duke he's, as a verb. Okay, he's got I thought it was going to be red eyes. Word, but never mind. He's, he's, the shark is wrapped I don't in. Don't think you're lights. off the hook. Yeah. They try and kill the shark with a candy cane, but he gets stuck in his head. So now he just has a giant horn in his head that he uses to <laughs> impale people. All of the dramatic like Jaws knockoff music has sleigh bells in it. It's oh my god, fucking incredible. Oh like most of these god. movies sound funny, but they get boring. Santa Jaws is so fucking good. It's so fucking good. Like, there's a point where like, oh, if it if it's powered by Christmas, we can defeat it with Christmas. So they grab a crossbow and like wrap it in a wreath and start throwing ornaments at it and shooting arrows at it. It's it's fucking incredible, you guys. That's it was the highlight of my week. It's one of the best I things. I know what in I'm my doing life. in an hour. <laughs> The only other movie I watched, it's very similar to the Crank movies. Like, you know what? I have not watched Shoot 'em Up in a decade. Oh, God, that I was going to talk about Shoot 'em Up. Shoot 'em Up fucking slaps. Yes. It's so good. Knew it. I so knew it. There was so it, much when I was rewatching these fucking movies that I was like, oh, is this the part where he just meets the Cambodian lactating hooker? <laughs> oh, oh, no, that was Shoot 'em Up. Never mind. Guess like, who forgot about the giant shootout set to Ace of Spades? Because it was this guy. <sighs> In every single Paul Giamatti scene. Yo, I, I watched that movie with my... <laughs> Remember when that prostitute just, like, dying on the stairs and Paul Giamatti was like, nice tits. Out of nowhere. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I actually do remember that specific <laughs> scene. Because that movie is weird as hell. Yes, it is. I, do, I don't even remember why he said that. <laughs> Does it matter? Oh, uh, you go to the trivia. This movie has several similarities with Crank. No kidding. <laughs> Shoot 'em up folds into my thesis for Crank and Crank Two. Of like, we really didn't appreciate how good and dumb movies were in the two thousands. Like, these movies got days. wide releases on hundreds of screens where anyone could go see them. And you know, we took it for granted. Now we get Ant Man Two instead. Thanks, uh, Parker. We took it. Um, we took it for granted. Hey. I've owned shoot 'em up or worse, for many years. Or three. That's fine. I won't get mad. You won't troll me on the crank episode. And that's about it. Oh, hang on, I'm getting a message here. Oh. I'm still here, bitches, and I know everything. Hey. Oh, oh yes. You guys <laughs> someone watched the first episode of Pretty Little Liars. I'm laying down and kicking my legs up in the air like an infant. <laughs> They're I have a lot of questions about what I've seen. I bet. Alex, how do you keep all these white people separate? Because I have (laughs) no idea who's who and each other's parents are fucking and they all just look like the same central casting from LA people. I don't understand any of it. I died laughing at, you know, they do the one year later. And the front page story is, yep, she's still missing. Isn't that fucked up? (laughs) Yeah. And then, of course, the scene he warned me about where the 16-year-old goes to a bar to order a burger and then gets hit on by her teacher. <laughs> doesn't know it's the teacher yet. And, and at the bar... reveal when she walks into class the next day. I'm just like, oh, fuck. 
You're the 16, teacher huh? says, oh crap, and the entire classroom looks at her. So the entire room knows that this man is trying to bang this underage teenager. Oh god. Oh god. Like, she well, goes into that bar specifically to eat a burger and then sees the missing poster for her friend. Why would it still be of a fucking year later? Well, Parker, I have good news and bad news. And they're the same, because that relationship <laughs> continues throughout the show. Fuck oh, yes. No. Oh my god. The on-again, off-again relationship of the junior in high school and her teacher. I hate every word of what you just said to me. It's so good. So here's the thing. This is a very long show. I would love to get into it, but there's a problem. You see, my other half had a very strict upbringing. She wasn't allowed to watch Whoa, Pokemon uh, or wait, read Harry Potter or anything like that. Your, what, your twin or who? Who is this individual? Shh, don't worry about. It. Don't worry about. Talking it. about I'm, his balls, dude. I'm, 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 I'd like to hear about who this individual. <laughs> That's is. fine. <laughs> dude, do you kiss her? Just a nice, just a nice regular damage. person who's never tastefully said the N word. Have you made love to her? <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, good. Under no circumstance. Let's keep ourselves clean here. Let's talk about our energy levels for a Ball second. Also, police. <laughs> My hands are up. But as I was saying, she was not allowed to watch Pokemon or read Harry Potter. And, like, she missed all these things that ended up being these cultural touchstones. And earlier this week, she walked up to me and said, Parker, I want to watch Dragon Ball. So we're about to go down. A deep, dark road. I thought you were about, about to say I was about to go down on one knee. <laughs> <laughs> she is about to go down a road that she does not understand where it leads. Now, did she say Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z? Are you going to give her the full oh, autism experience? From or? the beginning, buddy. Ooh. She specifically requested the magical adventures of the little monkey boy. Oh, you're going to see a lot Which of is not I mean, that's, to the that's movie the, you were talking about. <laughs> that's the best part of the Dragon Ball canon anyway. Let's be yeah. real. Correct. So she's going to hear the words, uh, actually, until she finally leaves, and that's going to be fun for her. And then you, you'll jump to PLL episode two. Exactly. Yeah, there, there you go. Finally. Can unravel the This is the all according to Alex's Keikaku, isn't it? <laughs> so much garbage to roast in my trash can body. This week on just, Cartoon just, Cox. Just start her off with the episode where Goku and Piccolo learn to drive and go from there. That's the best episode. I know you understand by, by secondhand knowledge like what Dragon Ball Z is, but there's like a thing called Boss Carrot who's just a giant <laughs> rabbit. And then there's this little pig man who transforms into things to look at underwear. Like These are very different. <laughs> there, are at least, there are at least three episodes in a row where Goku's just screaming and they say, can he reach power level 9? <laughs> Goku's not an adult to like episode 110. Like, <laughs> if you want to go down this road, you know I will, but... Mistakes the, will be made. The amount of times in the past, I don't know, two weeks, that I've just messaged somebody out of the blue. The tasteful with, N-word? Yeah, yeah, as I am apropos to do. Yes. Like, you see, it could, it could be a black actually. man with my phone, so that makes it okay. <laughs> good, I hope so. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good life hack. I'm going to go with this. I feel like they had that in the 60s. <laughs> yeah. No, it's okay, guys. I'm black. <laughs> Close your eyes. A man texts you the N-word. Who was it? Open your eyes. It was actually a black man. Who's the bigot now? <laughs> oh, man, I love the gorilla mindset. Go ahead, Alex. The, the amount of times that I have just texted somebody out of the blue with, wait, so why didn't Goku and Piccolo just wish they could drive? <laughs> it's a fair question. Isn't that a waste of a wish? 
Don't worry about it. I mean, they brought Krillin back. They like, have four a times. radar that finds the Dragon Balls. You're fucking... like, they literally have a device that's like, oh, the Dragon Balls are yeah, here. Yeah, here, okay, here, yeah, here, yeah, here. No, 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 and no, no, no. they can they fly. Sh- yeah, they have a fucking show about it. Yeah. Finding the Dragon Balls drive... is not some easy thing well, to do, stick. even with a radar. Learning how to drive a stick shift is more valuable life skill than bringing Yamcha back from the dead. Prove me Listen, wrong. Absolutely. You... Just Got because him. you watched that anime about love and feelings and stuff doesn't mean you fucking understand my culture. Listen, I don't understand <laughs> May at all. Uh, okay. Uh, but you will this football season. Shut buddy. the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> 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 all right. Ready for some football. Parker, are you. Hank Williams singing about anime and Obama going back to Africa. <laughs> uh, Parker. Can Hank Williams tastefully use the N word, Chris? Did he actually? According to ESPN, no. <laughs> no, he was just talking about Obama's nothing like Reagan. Well, you see, Reagan wasn't that he just changed the channel. Parker, do you have any Here's other movies? Here's the reason that he Donovan McNabb can't run the offense. Oh, that's Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> People don't forget. No, that's it for me. All right, let's. After Pretty Little Liars, what else is there? All right, ladies and gentlemen. If you were wondering why I'm so drunk, it's because that was the last thing I watched. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, bitches? Prison food makes you fat. Like, all right, well, let's open another one. <laughs> Thanks, A. Parker, there's an entire episode where A just fucks with the teacher's apartment, just moves shit around. <laughs> There's a thousand percent chance we'll call it I probably won't be able to watch this series anytime soon, but I will definitely watch that Halloween episode. Listen, <laughs> because at this point, the teacher doesn't know about A and continues to not know about A. So the entire episode is like a fucking like 60s comedy of them trying to rearrange all of the shit that A fucked up. So the teacher doesn't find out that some strange person is fucking with his house. It's oh unbelievably good. Okay. I watch one episode a week. Yeah, that's, mm. <laughs> I'll do this rather math on my own time. <laughs> rather than just explaining to him, like, yeah, there's this creepy person that's stalking us, and we don't know what to do because we're teenagers. They're like, let's it's keep him in the Bitty dark Hill by trying to fix his house. <laughs> All right, you know what? You pulled me back in. <laughs> Damn it! It's so good. Knowing that it has a definitive ending and it's incredibly unsatisfying, you roped me in somehow. <laughs> we'll see how long you last. Okay, episodes. Alex and Parker, are you ready to accept the crank? God, I'm ready to take crank. Okay. <laughs> Can't be Resident Evil without it. So, Crank was released in, what, 2006 or something? 2006. Yeah, okay. Now, it starts off with uh, an intro that I know Alex would like. It's like an 8-bit video game shit, just like uh, Alex's favorite movie, Scott Pilgrim. So I was already really in the mood. <laughs> you for can it. just go and... ahead and jump off the balcony right now. <laughs> and uh, the other thing that I really liked was the first-person view, kind of like the intro of Doom, that uh, Parker really likes that movie, too. So we're all having a good time you went, here. You went with Doom and not the fucking Gamergate episode of SVU. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I, thought the, I, I wish the rest of the world had. Uh, then there's a DVD with like the sky, with like the sharpie that says "fuck you" on it, like my Van Helsing knockoff DVD of it. So I think we're all kind of personally involved with this movie at some point, and I think we can safely say this movie wastes absolutely no fucking time. A establishing what kind of movie this is, and B getting right into the heart of what's going to be going on, and I kind of love the movie for that. This 100%. is the briskest 88 minutes I've ever seen on screen. Oh, absolutely. You could have told me this was, like, an episode of a TV show that went 
30 minutes or so and I would totally believe you because it's just snap 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 you feel like you're you're just not wasting any time and I appreciate that so much about this movie and it's one of those like, things where there doesn't feel like there's a second of film wasted I don't like I don't want to jump out in front of you guys with my take on this movie but I do not feel a flaw in this movie everything is used very economically a lot of people like their biggest thing about Fury Road is how it just constantly moves. No movie <laughs> moves more than Crank does. Yep. <laughs> like, even when they're giving exposition, like, alright, what if they're just floating in a pool for no reason? What if they're still <laughs> kicking around frantically? My favorite thing is they're just treading water there for minutes on end and you realize <laughs> just how difficult that is to do and you realize, wait, that is a gigantic waste of time and energy. Probably good for Jason Statham and his character, you know, what's going on with him, but the for the mob boss there, I I would sit in a chair with perhaps with a beautiful woman draped on my side. Now speaking of villains, look, the guy at the beginning of the movie is supposed to be Chinese, right? He sound uh, he uh, sounds like a bald John Leguizamo. <laughs> oh, all right, I'll I mark that one off. What? How did you actually? That's it's a twofer. Because it was accidentally racist. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It <laughs> oh, I mean, we already had that square mark, so. No, I, <laughs> no, I said accidentally. <laughs> uh, no, it's not racist with black guys. Says it. Anyway, uh, the, the movie, the, the idea of the movie here, and for those of you idiot, fucking stupid, fucking morons. Oh, you Jason said it. He almost said it. We all heard it. <laughs> what, well, which one? R word or F word? People don't forget. Because I think he says both in the movie, right? Yeah, if, a lot. if you're gonna if you're gonna like name one bad thing about this movie, uh, Parker, you mentioned this one. It's very 2006. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very 2006. It's a that means a lot of things. When he started uh, screaming yep. Al Qaeda at that one dude who was like vaguely Middle, Middle Eastern. I was like, oh, we Remember, did do that. Oh yeah, sixteen year old Parker sure laughed a lot at that scene. Yeah, people huh. change. Twenty-seven-year-old mm-hmm. well, Alex still laughed at that scene. <laughs> Listen, the the conceit I, of the movie, and I'll say it again for you, unmentionable, to, unmentionable people who haven't seen this yet. The idea is that uh, Jason Statham's character has to constantly be in a state of like uh, amped up, sort of feeling. He has to have a lot of excitement. He has to have his heart constantly beating. It's like speed, except Jason Statham's body is the bus, and it's a tricky play to spin. But so far, like like 10 minutes into the movie it just works it like everything it's about it is like such an incredible concept and oh we injected you with this drug fatigue. and you're gonna die if you don't do action constantly now you say this drug one of the things about the movie is i think the tagline was something like there are 99 ways to raise your heart rate i don't know if that's an accurate number he has to try every one of them i also don't know if that's accurate but most of the actions that he uses to raise his heart rate are just doing various forms of drugs and i kind of love that <laughs> i love it, that it's only called the chinese shit for like the first hour of the movie <laughs> i think it's called that throughout actually <laughs> but there's some there's also some really really great writing in here I, I love the whole line it's like yeah man we're tight he says you haven't been tight since your brother fucked you in third grade <laughs> Can you understand being me in 2006 and seeing this for the first time? Oh my god. Needless to say, it affected me greatly. I can kind of tell. But, like, it's it's not just, like, the... I think, uh, spoiler for this, uh, guys, I think the editing is the best part of this movie. I think the editing is unbelievably good. It is one of those things where I was just watching and my jaw was on the floor the entire time. I seriously have not seen a movie this good in many moons. 
but it's also like the action scenes are just really good. The, the whole like this, just the visual of the car driving up the escalator. It's like on its side. I, I mean, I just have a smile that dances twice around my face. But that's not quite as good as trying to headbang to achy breaky heart. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about the editing and like all the cutaways and visual gags. Oh yeah, I'll talk about this with other movies. But I love when you watch a movie and it's very clear that the directors were like. Well, no one's ever going to give us the money to do something like this again. So here's yep. every idea we have, and just fucking throw it in there. What's the worst that can happen? They're very clearly doing that. I think the one that really sold me on this is the way that they play with subtitles. This movie was sitting at about a four and a half out of five for me when we got to the public sex scene, which is really good. <laughs> it was really funny. And then it's it gets to it gets to the part so where he's good. in like, the elevator with a Chinese guy, and you see like the subtitles, and he's reading the backwards subtitles down there right there i smashed the five out of five button it was like you know what this movie doesn't matter what they do after this this movie is perfect in my mind like they could just kill him off and just have his dead corpse on the on the screen for like 10 minutes i'd still love it because that to me is just so incredible i love it speaking of incredible the police sketch did you see his face can that please be the picture that you post on terribleblock.net yes sir thank you like you would think as I get older, I wouldn't laugh so hard at the scene where they're showing him on the news, and then the guy makes eye contact and then sees his throbbing <laughs> erection under the hospital gown. But you'd be wrong. Still laugh just as hard now as it did back then. <laughs> this movie's so fucking good. So I, I, I was watching this movie, and then I thought to myself, you know, this movie is basically the way that I play like Sleeping Dogs in GTA. Then I looked at the trivia, turns out that's the idea. <laughs> Yep. Like they were playing San Andreas, and they're just like, "Hey, what if we made a movie like the way that we play?" And uh, turns out it, it was profitable. They were able to make <laughs> it turns a sequel. Out it was a real good idea. Like I can't believe I, I write down the words. This movie is a work of genius. As the protagonist of this movie, Jason Statham, no less, is changing the time on a microwave. Like <laughs> th- that's fucking incredible. Well, and speaking of Amy Smart. Holy shit. Thank you, AB Smart, for just giving it your all. <laughs> this movie it's got kind of a thankless role, but she, my god. She is this movie such got a all treat of the performances it deserves. Like <laughs> And yeah. it needed them too, because like this very easily could have been schlocky with other castings. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. It's god, If this had been I Arnold, just, it's no good. I can't believe I'm oh, saying those words. But, it's no, you're not wrong. Yeah. Like if this movie had, at one point, he looks at the camera and says, like, wasn't this fucking crazy, you guys? It's automatically garbage. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. I mean, that, it kind of invalidates exactly what they're doing. But they told him, he came in and he's like, I don't know if I could play a comedy. And they're like, no, just play it straight. He's like, all right. And it turns out that it kind of works perfectly for the movie. because he's really good so at much funnier played straight, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, oh, my God, one of the other lines. And this is... Now... Alex, I want to know if you think that this movie aged well, and I'll give you one line to say that I think that aged marvelously is a All line. Right, let's hear it. You know, you know, I told you I was a video game programmer. It's <laughs> 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 so much fun. Now. I, like, I, sorry, go. No, no. I, I asked it. Alex. I, I want to hear his take on whether he thinks this movie is aged well. 
Listen, I know this is a trap question where you want me to say yes, and then you're gonna be like, yeah, but what about nope, all of like I, the, nope, the, the, I, the homophobia and then this and that and no, like there 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 none of these people were gay, so they can't say the f word like <laughs> on like that 1960s movie <laughs> that I watched because I'm an adult. Shock um, it's gonna be hard to edit out. No, listen, <laughs> I. I think this movie aged incredibly well. I think the action still looks great. I think the selling point of this movie is always going to be the the conceit. Yeah. Like, when, when you have a concept for a movie that's this good, and you actually go out and execute it, it wouldn't matter if the effects look like shit. Just the, the, the acting and the dedication to the movie, and just the, the all-in on this premise of... Yeah, but what if he just has to keep doing action scenes or his heart's going to explode? Like, <laughs> the fact that they just go all in on the premise is all you need for this movie to hold up. I think that's absolutely true, And but there's one thing about it aging, and I'll tie this in with Parker as well. Um, now, I, I watched this movie very obviously after it came out and everything, and I, I probably should have seen it in 2006. I admit, I make mistakes all the time. Shock Horner mentioned that at all. Now, for me, I think it was the ending that had me laughing really, really hard. So he falls yeah, off the helicopter, <laughs> and he slams off that car, bounces like a Donkey Kong character, and lands on the pavement. Fade to black, here come the credits. I laughed so hard <laughs> just because, not because, oh, no, my favorite character died. This movie is so much funnier because you know there is a sequel with Jason Statham in it. The idea <laughs> that he survived this helicopter crash. Now, we'll get to Crank 2 in a second here, but I just, as soon as the credits started rolling, I was like, oh my god, if Crank High Voltage starts with him just opening up his eyes and then just pushing up off the ground and getting up and running away, <laughs> that would be the funniest intro for any movie I've ever seen. Yep. <laughs> and it's it's so funny that you mention that because my biggest problem with Crank 2 is the fact that we get a sequel tease in the ending that in 10 years has gone nowhere. I, It has hurt me for a decade now. I've waited so long for that goddamn movie. No, I watched these movies. I, I I watched these movies back to back, and probably for the first time in like 2010, 2011. And I was so ready to be first in line for tickets to Crank Three when it came out. You know, the and worst part is like been the, the almost directors 10 years. say that they don't want to make it. The directors say that they don't want Jason Statham in it. They said that oh, he burned to death, so he can't possibly be in it. Motherfucker, did you see the? They way literally the first movie? have a post-credit scene where he wakes up. Like I know, I I don't <laughs> fuck think yourself, directors. And dude, you have to have bilingual in it, please. Oh, well, sorry, we'll get to that. We have some. I have have, things yeah, we will have bilingual. some things to say about the characters in the second movie. Now, Parker, I, how do you feel about the third act in Crank One? Do you mean the besides the fact that it's incredible? Besides that fact, I want to have an intricate, you know, analysis of the uh, sociopolitical themes in this movie. Nope. Oh, well, I no. will not do that. Oh, okay. But uh, here's a fun thing. <laughs> in terms of framing the movie that you wouldn't probably have watching it now but in 2006 you watch the movie and go oh that's pedro from napoleon dynamite because that was two years prior that yep. feels like a lifetime ago so it's like you know what some of these jokes are a little fucked up but uh this movie came out at a time where napoleon dynamite was the biggest thing in the country so you know context is important folks God, don't remind me 
we're we're gonna we're gonna end up having a really dark conversation one week when I go back and rewatch Waiting. Oh, Oops. I don't. I hold that movie dear to myself, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. It's gonna. I'm gonna have to do it. Like, God, you don't have to do that. It's like the Some en- movies can stay good <laughs> memories. It's fine. The ending of that movie is so perfect, and then his last line as he walks out of the party, he just drops a gay slur. It's like, oh, oh, right. Which one that was it? Was... Well, maybe it was tastefully done. Who knows? So, <laughs> I mean, he could have been gay. I guess you're right. Yeah, that's true. So. Let's move on, I guess. Do we have any other last thoughts on Crank 1? Besides, I, I'm completely serious when I say this. I, I don't have a flaw for the first Crank movie. I think it is basically a perfect action movie. It's one of the best action movies I've ever seen, period. I, I think... I love oh, go ahead. The helic- I just want to talk about the helicopter for four hours. Oh, please do. <laughs> and how Jason Statham should have died like eight times filming that. <laughs> they fucking flew up there for no reason. Why would you do that? God bless Neville Dean and Taylor. I mean, like, every movie that they've made together that wasn't a crank movie is absolute dog shit. That's what I thought. But you know what? God bless them for these two. They have a full-time get-out-of-jail-free card for these movies. Oh, basically. I feel like if you were to pull me aside in 60 to 70 years, or maybe, like, 5 to 10 years, you know, whatever, and, like, I'm... I'm about to die. I'm about to enter the pearly gates, and I get pulled aside by some, some existential being, and they're like, "Just rattle off ten movie scenes, like the ten movie scenes that you remember <laughs> from your life." I think Jason Statham fucking Amy Smart in front of the bus full of tourists is like the third or fourth scene that's going to come out of my. Mouth. I think it has to be on there. As soon as I saw that, I was like, "There's it's, no way they okay." That it's was, uh... incredible. It really is like what it, is, it really is one of like the showstoppers here. It is basically to this movie what be our guest is for Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is a comparison that one could make. And I love when they go back to it later, where she starts blowing him in the car. It's like okay, very funny. And then she stops so he won't fall asleep, and he gets so angry that he just murders that guy in cold blood. <laughs> Yo, straight up, so that scene was hysterical. Funny. He was so fucking just motherfuck and just pulls over and unloads a clip and really, really calmly just boop, boop, boop. Now, now, Chris, not to not to derail this conversation, oh, but uh, can the beast say the n word like tastefully? <laughs> I don't know. I've never read a comic book. Uh, Parker is the beast black. <laughs> That's why he was cursed. <laughs> oh man, imagine Kelsey Grammer and Blue Fur saying the n word. <laughs> Niles, this is the worst idea. You have to understand, it's their word. Now, if you want to talk about Clerks 2 and Porch Monkey, we can get into that. Boy, that's probably a... That's a movie I really want to revisit on the show. Uh, Same, but the opposite. Because we're taking it back. You know who's not funny? Kevin Smith. I'll stand on this corner until I die. (laughs) Look, it's another thing where it's like, I'm just going to enjoy those memories I had when I was like 15 and watch those movies. It's okay. I'm not going to rewatch Dogma. I'm just going to be happy with that. That's fine. I don't ever need to watch Chasing Amy again and go, oh, fuck. What? Yo, I watched that movie on like a bus with my dad. Not a pleasant experience. Uh, uh, yeah. He probably really the enjoyed lesbian. it. No, <laughs> actually, with the man. He, did, he liked Mean Girls for the for the best word. Good for him. Yeah, mean you know. Girls is a treasure. Yeah. Mean Girls is a treat. 
Mean Girls is like the one movie from that era that's going to hold up 40 years from now. I, I mean, if that movie doesn't hold up, then we've lost our way as a society. I hope Clark, uh, not Clark, sorry. I hope Crank holds up. Because, uh, you know, here's I'm the thing. So before, be, before we move on to Crank High Voltage, one of the things about Crank is you guys kept mentioning it. And I thought back to one of my high school experiences, and people kept mentioning Crank. And uh, I, I think this is, I could be wrong. I'll, I'll fully admit I might be wrong. But I think that people were praising it in the same way that a lot of people were praising Starship Troopers, which is the wrong way to praise it. They thought it was... Uh, I, I think they were like getting really into it for all the wrong reasons. I don't think they understood what was so funny about Crank. And the uh, same thing is like, yeah, Starship Troopers, I really want to go join the military. And they didn't understand what it was trying to say. Uh, look, when I say Crank is a work of genius, I don't just mean, oh, it was so funny when he burnt his hand in the uh, waffle iron on purpose. Although it certainly was, it but was for secondary though. reason... I think even funnier is a scene before that where he's trying to change the time on the microwave. That's genius. That is so funny. <laughs> and I, I think a lot of people look that over. If you look at the ratings online for this sort of thing, what the fuck are you people doing? It was so dumb. This is impossible. No one can survive a fall like that. <clears throat> I Look, this is why we have the podcast. We're here to educate you fucking morons. People so, that don't understand action movies are the worst. It's, and also, so I'm absolutely watch, part of the problem with people that didn't understand what made Starship Troopers so good, because oh, in, my no. in my mind I didn't realize that it and Lost in Space were different movies for like at least 20 years of my life. <laughs> so Alex so every time somebody mentioned Starship Troopers, I'm like, oh, the, the movie that has Joey Tribbiani in it. <laughs> uh, Alex, I just have one more yeah, question. You do. do you want to know more? <laughs> for like a solid five years of my life it was like the crank movies and fast five of like you ha you haven't seen sit down we're gonna have a conversation uh, whereas, uh, we're for, uh, whereas for alex and, uh, that's just uh you will be graded on this if movie? you if you pull out your Talk phone in. uh this friendship's over and, and and to speak again of crank 1.5 aka shoot him up uh, there was a distinct point there was a distinct point where i was on vacation staying in a place with five other people none of whom who had seen shoot 'em up oh, and goodness. how do you get yourself in these you? situations listen it's just wayward or, or I, I was i was ready to go to bed because i had been up for like 36 hours i'm like you guys need to see this movie i'm gonna go sleep and by go sleep i meant go toss and turn in bed for three hours three hours like you know i, I got a chronic the chronic me. insomniac that i am but, like, there was no way to stream it except through my phone on the HBO Go app. So I just donated my phone. Okay, uh, so any final thoughts here on Crank 1? After 12 years, it still holds up. All the action is still great. And if you have not seen it, just... Just, what do you do? People keep talking about this. these knockoff Crank DVDs. I want one. I hope Fuck You is written on it in Sharpie. <laughs> it's better than an autograph from Jason Statham. I'm I'm glad that our our resident Jason Statham expert and connoisseur has finally <laughs> experienced this movie. I'm, now I've just seen all of them except for most of them. So let's move on to Crank High Voltage. Yahoo! Now Crank High Voltage is uh, there are two main overarching things I have here. First of all, Crank High Voltage is a movie that's not character-driven, but has a lot of more well-developed, more interesting characters. That goes a long way. Amy Smart is 
given so much more ground here. The Doctor is given so much more ground here. Bai Ling is in this. Oh my god, I love her in this. Oh boy. She is cracking me up. And who's who's that guy? Kalo or whatever? With the full body Tourette's? <laughs> I'll get to that in a second. That's good. And I have things to say about Kalo. And the other thing is, this is a movie that raised a number of questions. For example... Uh, is Crank Two are the Crank Two directors the real racists for having the subtitles that are a racist pastiche of a Chinese accent for some reason? <laughs> <laughs> we need to put heart back in body. Going to take big American cock and like we understand you could just put it in regular English. We'll know what they're saying. You don't have to put it in this James okay. Hong accent. It was a different time. It was two thousand nine or something. It's I used to have nineteen sixty three to fall back on. This is two thousand nine. Same thing. Listen, it's their culture. They can say whatever they want. Oh. Here's the thing with Craig, too. It has its problems, but I truly admire how they take every single decision in Craig and go, how much fucking dumb can we make this? <laughs> but also, like, like has... where, where else are you going to go with a crank sequel? Exactly. Like, like, what right, choice do they have? I think we that's probably the, the reason that they don't. they haven't made a third one. It's like... How can we make a more ridiculous, stupid movie than what we've already done? The human done? body cannot suffer through what it would take to make a Crank 3. Crank 3 is basically like Jason Statham's brain in a fucking cyborg. Like, I, well, oh, hey, uh, are we saying this like I, it's a bad listen, thing? Uh, just... Listen, call me if you want to make this movie. But... Can we talk about... <laughs> they just do Krang from Ninja Turtles, but with Jason Statham's brain. So we're just calling it Krang with right, a K at talking. the end of it? Anyway. Yes! So... <laughs> It works. So, look, uh, I just want to talk about the poster for this movie. <laughs> it's, I want it that, desperately. I want it I so bad. I kind of need this. <laughs> He's just jumping his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about, I put in my Blu-ray, and among the trailers were the Red Band trailer for Punisher Warzone, which I almost rewatched, and the trailer for Rambo 4 with Let the Bodies Hit the Floor playing. <laughs> oh my god. It was incredible. That fucking six-year-old Sylvester Stallone just jumping in that turret and mowing down that the is entire Bernie's army. I have never seen. Oh, oh man, well, that might that's going to change. That I've last seen, 15 I've minutes one is through three, And just, just for... For the sake of everyone that hasn't seen other Rambo movies in a long time, Rambo 3 ends with a uh, a tribute to all of the brave Mujahideen who died <laughs> fighting the Russians in Afghanistan. And after I saw that, I'm like, all right, I can never watch another Rambo movie. It needs to end just like this. This needs to be the end of the Rambo canon. It's like, uh, thank you to all of the brave I've, Mujahideen. I've only seen the first two. Maybe I have to see the third one. Dude, uh, Rambo 3 is fact, far and away the, the best of the Rambo. Well, probably like, the first two are not as good as people oh say. Oh my god, Rambo 3 is good. The amount of Russian <laughs> choppers that he takes down with his bare hands in that movie. Holy shit. Fun fact, the Chapo Trap House book came out and the acknowledgement in the front is the exact same acknowledgement to the Mujahideen Warriors of Afghanistan. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I really respect that move. That's, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. I kind of want to buy it out of principle. Man. There you go. Support them. Uh, now, we have to talk about uh, some more questions that this movie raised. Uh, first of all, about Bai Ling. Is this the second or third movie we've reviewed where Bai Ling is in it? Remember, she was in, she was in Wild Wild West. So... 
Wiki-wah, wiki-wah. Was she really? Yeah, this is right before they made oh, all those she, racist she jokes. Oh, she was... I haven't seen yeah, you in a coon's age. Oh, how could I forget? Yeah, so she's in this. But it was My... it was tasteful, because he was black. No, actually, it was the opposite of tasteful, because a white man said it. Keep it straight. Now... Dr. Loveless is a man of taste. <laughs> no, we also have to talk about... Uh, Are we sure Dr. Loveless was an albino? I did, I, I'm pretty sure. Reverse middle Now, uh, Alex, Alex, we, we have to talk about Amy Smart. I think she's hilarious in this. Now, do now here's a question. Do re, you remember the international manhunt for her when she got kidnapped as a teenager? <sighs> <laughs> How Whatever, long have man. you been sitting on that? Uh, as soon as I saw the movie, I wrote down Amy Smart equals Elizabeth Smart. <laughs> Bless. You guys to give it to yourself in shorthand so you didn't forget the punchline. <laughs> um, uh, I also want to talk about those two guys training the dog. <laughs> That cracked me up. <laughs> the guy with the shock collar is One of the funniest parts of the movie. The Chad Pitbull. <laughs> You thought about it too, Chef Chelios and babies. (laughs) (laughs) See, he's going to eat a baby. He said that in the movie. I I had to pause. I was like, did they write this? If I get to the ending and this, like, the two director writer names are just, like, codes for Alex Einar and and Parker Player. Come on. (laughs) As if you think we both wouldn't ghostwrite this movie as Josh Brody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there would be a lot more racist jokes in there let me tell you um, so uh, another question here is full body charrettes the best excuse for anything <laughs> evidently because that might be one of the funniest things I've ever seen this, this movie is real problematic this, but, yeah, yeah. Like at first I felt bad like oh that's kind of unnecessary it absolutely the, is the fourth time they did it I couldn't help it <laughs> When he swings the nunchucks around. <laughs> it's like, look, this is kind of fucked up, but I remember the things I said and did in 2008. So who am I yep. to say anything? basically like what Harpo Marx would do. So yes, it is problematic because they could get I away know with what I said in, in those Call of Duty lobbies. But in 2009, you are pushing the, the, uh, the limit here. This movie makes me thankful that I'm never going to procreate. <laughs> so there's never going to be some offspring out there that's judging me for just being totally okay with this movie existing. Dad, why do you have this Blu-ray? Go out and mow the lawn. So an actual question that I don't have an answer to. This isn't one of those rhetorical questions. Is the public sex scene in this movie as funny as the one in the first movie? No, because the shock. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's about what I expected. Because yeah. like, okay, so you made a really good point. How you're talking about how the public sex scene in the first movie is one of the more memorable scenes you've seen in any movie ever, and it's I so I good. feel the exact same way. So I got to the second movie, and I'm still in the first act, and I'm thinking to myself, Are they going to do another public sex scene? Because that was that was so funny in the first movie. You, it almost feels like you have to dredge it up again, and I. God, it's not quite as good, and this one goes on a, bo- a lot longer, and there are more positions and everything, and it's they're like the, the so, Asian guy catching the panties and everything. Yeah, I get it, but the one the one thing I will say about this is I'm glad that they shot that shot early, because if if you try to build the movie around oh, the same yeah, gag, really yeah, but but so so like it's it's basically the like the crucial gag of the first movie. Yes. And they do when they do the same gag like twenty minutes into this movie, it's like, 
oh, you have, like, a whole other hour of getting more ridiculous than just fucking in front of a bus full of tourists. That's true. That's very true. But it also kind of feels like, also, oh, we're doing this for the fans. You guys liked it so much the first time. Here it is again. The wheelbarrow. Uh, like, that's okay, okay that's actually right. really fun. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, was, that was a really that good was shot. Really <laughs> <laughs> they, no. I think they, if they had had actually, like, three more positions that were, like, equally ridiculous, it would have been, like, just as good as the first one. J- j- just no. by virtue of the fact that it's like they're going, they're they're taking this funny scene and they're going in a new direction with it. It's very artistic. I mean, Tasteful. I wouldn't know, but <laughs> <laughs> now, Chris, I do I do have to ask you something. Oh, you're raising questions then. before before we continue mm-hmm. on. Yeah, you know, I I know you're the expert. Here. Now, Chris, what is David Carradine's character's name in this movie? Uh... <laughs> 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 do you know or do you have to look it, was, it up it was what was it poondong it was poondong <laughs> that is some late 2000 south park ass <laughs> It is, is just wide. That is one like baby hop away from maybe your character, Big Gay Al. <laughs> it's it's doubly funny because the most offensive part of that is that David Carradine's in this. Movie. No, it's it's actually the least offensive because he was in what, what was he, what was the show he was in in the 1970s? I should ask Josh. He watches somebody's shows. Uh, fucking, he was in Kung Fu or something. Oh yeah, Josh watches he old does. things. No, he does. No, fucking he does. He does. Whatever. He, does. He, does. he watches that cop show from the seventies. He keeps telling me to get into him. Like, yeah, okay, jerk off motion to the sun. Uh, but yeah, are David Carradine playing full N words in that cop show. You. He plays Poon Dong. <laughs> no, the problem is not that he's playing a. An I can't believe Asian you had to character. ask me. The problem is that David Carradine is in a movie. Oh, okay. Never now mind. that we yeah. know everything we know about David Carradine. <laughs> There's no unsafe. I can never watch Kill Bill again. Is what I'm trying to say. That's all right. The Kill Bill movies are the two worst Tarantino movies. You're fine. Correct. I, oh, I wasn't going to disagree. It's a I was just looking at my notes. So uh, again, well, I'll say this. So they bring back the sex scene. That's a bit that they brought back that doesn't work. No, no, no. no the bit that they bring back that work. it's just not as the, good. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. The thing that does work. Is bringing Dennis Reynolds back in <laughs> after the first? Oh, movie. that was so funny. That might be the greatest side character sequel payoff I've ever seen in my life. Just for him to give that big speech and then just get shot in the fucking head. Ah, uh, because like he's in like three movies and he dies in half of them. Like The Strangers is such a good movie and it's so tense. And then Dennis Reels just gets shot in the face with a shotgun. You're like, well, I guess I'm done with this movie. (laughs) That fucking movie, like, still makes me uncomfortable. It hurts me deeply. I I think I've watched it, like, twice because it just fucks up my whole life. I cannot deal with it. Oh, I'm just... Am I leaving the house this week, or am I not leaving the house this, this I, week? I can't tell. Now, I have another question that was I, raised from this I movie. You, you saw the big, uh, larger Chinese guy who, he's, they just get done with some sort of action scene. I don't even remember what, and he's just, he tells Jason Statham, get in. Just get in this car. Oh, okay, fine. I don't know this character <laughs> I've never seen before. Now, I recognize this character as the governor of Hawaii from the movie North, one of the worst movies ever made. My question is not, have you guys seen North, or do you recognize him from North? My question is, what is wrong with me, guys? Should I should I talk to someone? <laughs> should, I, should I get help for this? Do, 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 will you guys listen to me if I just talk about my problems here nope. for a second? Nope. It depends on those problems. If those problems involve a certain word, then... Uh, Tasteful? <laughs> I think we're Tasteful, kind of out. The, the biggest mistake I've ever said in my life. <laughs> 
I love that you're never going to live this down. No. <laughs> for this episode. And know. we keep saying it so you can't edit around it. I, as long as you don't actually say the word itself, I think I'm all right. Um, uh, <laughs> well, that wouldn't be very tasteful now, would it, Christopher? That's not even the right... That's like all these people who would make fun of the team for Deflategate. Now, first of all, we didn't even deflate those footballs. Second of all, the Colts have... Anyway. God, I would have three bingos by now. <laughs> He's tempting me. He's really tempting me. So, like I said, this movie isn't character... This is being factored into the game of games, my friend. This, this, character, this movie isn't character-driven, but has stronger characters. One of which is Amy Smart. The fact that she just becomes a stripper three months after her... Uh, boyfriend fiance whatever i think uh i legitimately think my favorite gag in this movie is when you hear her end of the answering machine message she leaves in the first movie (laughs) (laughs) this movie has a lot of payoff for the first it really does absolutely you got a cell phone true sequel it's not even really a sequel it's just crank part two like that's what a sequel is i'm aware that's that's i'm aware that's some that's a semantic thing to say it's a very poorly worded semantic thing to say and semantics are about wordplay so let's give you a do-over it's not it's no i don't i don't need a do-over it's crank part intelligent two. for a change come on you can't just say oh crank part two but it's not a sequel this is because... an iron man 2 where all of a sudden we're two years in the future and and tony stark talks to black people yeah godfather like, part two is... not actually a sequel to the godfather you see <laughs> this is the hill you're gonna die on after the tasteful he legitimately just, one of the really dumbest things something. i've ever he heard on something? this podcast he needs That's, something just i've been on it. many episodes now, my next no is, this is a very serious one. Parker, the most important question I can raise from this, and this, please try to take this question seriously, because it affects me in a personal way. Is this a kaiju movie? I'm so happy you wrote that down, too. How could I miss it? Did you think I was just watching Do you think I was just looking at the Wikipedia and say, oh, I'll play along with them, even though they're making fun of me for saying tasteful N-word? Like, come on. I watched this movie. I watched it just as much as you did. I took the best notes here. I didn't say it wasn't a sequel because it's not fucking. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Repent for your sins. Are you okay? Do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about North? Will that make you feel better? No, that'll make me feel worse. So the kaiju moment is one of the best scenes of the movie because they're wearing their own masks. They couldn't just dress up in like a smaller miniature version of that electric facility or whatever. <laughs> yeah, make a miniature power plant, put Electabuzz over there, and they can just fight, and they'll do it in slow motion. It'll be really easy. No, put on rubber masks. This the movie is like already like a million times better with it. <laughs> Like, I, I've never understood why it happens, but I'm so happy it does. It really furthers the message from the first movie of like, well, they were dumb enough to give us money for a second one. Let's do even dumber shit, because they probably won't give us money for another movie. They won't let us make a movie called Gamer <laughs> Gerard Butler. <laughs> Future episode. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Not the hell of that. Uh, another question raised yet again. Is the finger gun gag funny the second time? I'll answer for you. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> in the first movie when it happened, I was just like, I didn't actually know what they were trying to do. I was totally on board. Like, I was all strapped in. I had my money out in my hands. I'd go ahead, do it again. But this movie when it happens, I straight up was not expecting it at all. <laughs> <laughs> the dude's head exploded like a ripe watermelon between someone's thighs. Oh God! Bring that one back. All right. So can we can we 
can we talk about young Jason Statham's mom being Ginger Spice? <laughs> that was who it was? Oh my god, I didn't know. Yes! Uh, I'm not a big uh, Spice Girls fan, but now I I'm know. so what? sorry for your loss. <laughs> sorry about you watching Spice World this season. Oh god, he hasn't seen it. Actually, I actually have. I Nope. Well... Listen, I don't it's it's not good content. I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I revisited like the best joke about it is that meatloaf is in it. So, <laughs> and meatloaf's done better things, such as that time he tried to kill Gary Busey on Celebrity Apprentice and, and had to get held <laughs> back by Mark McGrath. Let's also remember the time that he was in Blood Rain. He was very easily the oh my best God. part of Blood Rain. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> the best part of Blood Rain was Blood Rain ending. <laughs> Wait, the video game or the movie? Because they're both terrible. Now, Blood Rain 3, comma. Imagine thinking I would waste my time on that video game. But the movie... <laughs> Movie's over in 80 minutes. Video game. It's like a whole weekend. I'll sit through any garbage movie. We know. So, uh... I, I don't know how what, the nerve what of you. quite else to say about the end of the movie, although I, I think it's hilarious where he's on fire and he uh, makes out with Bai Ling, <laughs> who again, Bai Ling, at the age of, I don't know what how old she was when she did it, she must have been in her 40s, and still just giving it her all, just completely selling into this probably racist caricature of a human being, and still just being really, really funny with it. I appreciate that. Um, Look, I don't. Is, this, is the end of this movie racist? Yes. Does he kick a disembodied head into a pool? Also, it's yes. It's not about is the end of the movie racist. Is the entire movie racist? The answer is yes. Look, he the, keeps saying chink. The, the fact that Byling wrote it's all of her tasteful. own lines makes me question a oh lot. Oh my god, she wrote her own lines? Are you serious? Yes. Oh. Oh, Actually, the oh, things she said I'm coming her own brain. I, I, never mind, it's not racist anymore because she said it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love this new definition of racism. Can we just go with this forever? <laughs> yes. You say this is new. The only the note I have. It just says, oh, Kalo 2, you're wetter, way better than this in Kalo 1. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking weird character to bring in. Alright, we're gonna have you come back as his twin brother. Seizures. <laughs> While driving the fucking motorcycle. Oh, that's the thing, is, uh, I, I don't think this movie's quite as good as the first one, mostly because, um,. It kind of feels like there's a lot, like a lot of side plots going on. Like at some point, I actually started to lose track of what was going on. Like they're trying to be like, "Oh, we're going to take this one guy who looks like uh, David Lopan from Big Little Trouble in Little China. We're going to take his heart or something like that." And then it goes to his girlfriend who gets arrested or something like that. I was like, "Well, can we focus on one thing?" That's one of the things that the first movie did really well is it had a really iron sharp focus, you know. But I will say one of the things I really liked about this movie is the credit blooper reel. I feel like every movie should have a blooper reel. Yes, even Schindler's List. How did I know? Uh, How did I let that lie? Which one did you think I was going to say? Let's take our bets here for which movies would be really, really disqualified from having a, a blooper reel. I'll, I'll just say the uh, obvious uh, one, Birth of a Nation. I'm not stepping in it this week, buddy. <laughs> Actually, I'll be honest. Uh, Parker's probably seen more of them. It's like, so which I spit on your grave movie would be ruined with a blooper reel? Which human centipede movie would Leave be improved by it? Me out of this. God, I've seen all three of those. Oh, oh my god, god I, I couldn't even get all through the, the first one. Content. Yeah, and I watched I watched Frozen Sasquatch last week. The first one's just fucking boring. It's not good. 
Now, tea. It turns out... We can talk about tea. Oh, my... Oh, man. We'll never forget tea. That's another feature segment. I mean, like, yeah, is Crank 2 as good as Crank 1? No. Does Crank 2 have a distant body head that says, Fuck you, Chalios, for the entire <laughs> last 15 minutes? Yeah, I mean... You can't beat five stars, but there's nothing wrong with a solid four yeah, and a half. I mean, that's basically the way that I see it. Crank 2, I'm very happy that I thought I'm going to hold on to the file in my external. And if someone says they haven't seen it, I'm going to tie them down and make them watch it. It's hard to go bigger. The biggest problem for like, all these movies is that the DVDs don't come with fuck you written on it in Sharpie. <laughs> that's fair, because I would buy that. I would absolutely oh, put it in a steel box. I'm absolutely doing that. A clear steel box so I can see the fuck you written on it. I want to know that I got the authentic thing, not some knockoff Van Helsing DVD. I wouldn't mind it. No, oh, yeah. Just, I'm not paying 35 for it. Maybe just $30. Merry Christmas, Chris. So what you're saying is you want to watch <laughs> fucking Gamer next week. What is it? What? <sighs> Boy, did they really write Jonah Hex? That's a thing I forgot. Oh, so next week's yep. episode is Jonah Hex. We'll see you guys. Don't forget to I mean, subscribe. It's, so, it's so funny that you called everything else they'd ever done dog shit. But mom and dad exists. I was about to oh, say, because uh, I don't think he realizes that one half when Brian Taylor wrote and directed mom and dad. And I don't think our friend Mrs. Noops has seen it. Oh god, it's so good. And then I see Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Like, I was mostly right. I was uh, remember when we right. worked with Nicolas Cage on that Ghost Rider sequel? What if we put him in another movie? And maybe this one will be good. <laughs> oh my god, I'm going through his filmography, and he's credited as Camera and Electrical Department for those fucking Get Coach DVDs they put out with Rex Ryan and Bobby oh, Bowden no. and Mike Ditka. That fucking Oh owns. no. Not like this. Okay, so let's... Guys, guys, visual effects, biker boys for extreme visuals. (laughs) Guys, we have to to buckle down. What is going to be our subject next week? All right. I think it's time that I step up to the plate for one of these. One of these suggestions. I want to take you guys back to a time when action movies were good and pure. Listen, when you think back to the early mid-90s... Arnold passing the torch to a new generation of action stars like Keanu Reeves, right now. who who made a bunch of incredible '90s movies that we're not gonna watch because we're not we're not watching The Matrix, we're not watching Speed, we're not watching Point Break, we're gonna watch 1995's Johnny Mnemonic. If you've ever wondered what Dolph Lundgren looked like in a toga, or Ice T <laughs> looked like with a wig that might be made of rags, this is the movie for you. <laughs> 